This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. And welcome to the, not Nikki X Happy Hour, where the hell am I? To the 12th Man Rising Podcast. This is Lee, and I'm with Todd. Todd, how are you? <laughs> I'm I'm apparently still at the Nikki X Happy Hour. Uh, yes, Nikki I'm, X Happy Hour Productions. I'm I'm reasonably well, fighting a cold or some horrible thing, but eh, you know, life goes on. So uh, I think we should like Seahawks. Yeah, we should be baritones because it makes for a smoother radio. I think I'm I'm more of a tenor, so when I go back and listen to the show, it's it's like ooh, that's that's the sound of my voice. So I'm gonna do uh, oh, more of a so- more of a baritone, more of a hey, come on, doing. We're gonna do the NPR version, the Johnny Cash NPR version of Twelfth Man Right. This is a live from Folsom Prison. So, um, Prism, Prison. Anyway, prison. Thanks for listening. Because Folsom, you know, Folsom Prison. That's right. Where everything is rainbows. Because. So Russell Wilson needs to not win any games um, in 2022. He and his <laughs> new team, the Denver Broncos, and I don't mean that like. I hate Russell Wilson because I don't. Um, <clears throat> my point is, if Russell Wilson, who joined a diminishing valued uh, conference, the AFC West, which is lousy. I mean, all those teams are, are horrible. Yeah. If if he goes winless this season, that helps the Seahawks, right, with their draft picks. Because instead of, oh, pick number 24, they could have pick number 8 and 6. True. So, no offense to Russell Wilson, because I know Russell Wilson is to the show. He doesn't. He doesn't really listen. But no offense to Russell Wilson. But uh, uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what? He wants me to go winless. That's horrible. Um, I thought Lee was a friend. But so, uh, yeah, he needs to go winless. Um, so yes. my question to you is, is there anything wrong with wanting Russell Wilson to fail for selfish reasons? Not when you put it that way no if it's you know strictly seriously as far as goes for that the seahawks would get better draft picks well of course you want denver to do worse but you know if there were no if there was no impact on the seahawks then i don't i don't i don't wish the guy ill i mean he did a lot of great things in seattle and i'm not even talking about on the field you know uh, there's a lot of uh hate for wilson it's like Okay, he did what he felt was best. He felt like he needed to move on, and all those art. How many articles did I write about? Oh, this is crazy. They're not going to trade him. Probably I don't know, fifty. Seriously, it's like, oh, I guess I was wrong. But in my defense, the late and extremely great John Clayton, when asked, you literally a week before uh, certain tragic events, what he thought, why the Seahawks traded Wilson, he he said because they're stupid. <laughs> So he didn't think it was really the best move that the Seahawks could no, have made. No, he had a visceral reaction when anybody would ask him about it for right. a year. Right, exactly. So And we, he, we, he knows, knew a lot more, sadly. Yes. Past tense. Knew a lot more than what we know. Yeah, and he has was, a lot better information and opinions than we do. Yeah, he was. So we were hardly the only ones who said, yeah, this is, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But 
long term it does because you look at I mean the domino was really started falling when uh, Mr. I don't need a vaccine uh, in Green Bay signed that contract. Jordan Love. Jordan Love, man, that dude. So wouldn't that be really weird if we get Jordan Love, wouldn't it? It's like well, I haven't. I'm surprised I haven't heard more talk about like the Packers trading Love because why keep him? Right, it doesn't make any sense to keep him at this point. because it no, it's not even good for the player. Because it's like, okay, no. I need to learn to play in the NFL, but now I'm not playing at all. So how does it help anybody? Trade him. It's, you know, I guess they're thinking, well, you know, we'll have him just like the Patriots had Garofalo. And, you know, but it doesn't Jermaine really help. Garofalo? Yeah, it might as well be. Does it really help the player development to sit on the bench for years and years and years? It doesn't. And it doesn't do anything for the team. You know, if if something happens to Rodgers, well, then this guy can step in. But it's like, do you really need a guy who can give you some draft capital? Yeah, I really like how like Love has played one one game last year, right? Or maybe a little bit more. But he started that one game, and he he wasn't good. I mean, the team right he didn't score any points. It was they played the Chiefs, and it was a low scoring game. So Patrick Mahomes wasn't good either. But it was like, oh, look at what Jordan Love did. Well, he he never played. I mean, how do you expect this guy to be like, oh, I've never really played, but now I'm going to start this one game and, you know, be 30 of 34 for 450 yards and six touchdowns. Why would you expect anybody to do that? It's basically their first game in the NFL. Yeah, so it's like, you know, sense yeah. And so people are like, oh, you know, Jordan Love's not the answer. Anyway, they need to resign or extend uh, Aaron Rodgers because Jordan Love isn't going to be any good. OK, you're basing that on one game. Yeah, it's makes ridiculous. Sense Makes zero sense. It's like saying someone has to be in the job for, you know, six months and you ignore what they've done for the past five or six years. Imagine that. So uh, <clears throat> that would be an interesting answer for the Seahawks. But as far as as a Mr. Russell Wilson goes, it's like, yeah, as far as team success. Yeah. I, you know, personally, it's like, dude, win the league MVP, but make sure the Broncos win like five games. So we have better draft picks. I, I don't wish anything ill on on Wilson. I mean, like I said, did a lot for the community, did a lot, obviously, for the team. But if it helps the Seahawks for the Broncos to lose, and it does, heck yeah. Go winless, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he has, uh, if he finally gets an MVP vote, which I don't think is his fault, he hasn't to this point. And Denver wins. Yeah, it is. And, and this team wins three games, which they have. A, I mean, besides playing the rest of the AFC West, and you know, attrition's going to happen, injuries are going to happen, right. stuff like that. But assuming what we know of the rosters currently, Denver could finish anywhere from first in the division, which is unlikely, to last in the division, which is unlikely. And the Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs are all really good football teams, and have gotten, especially the Raiders, and the Chargers have gotten much better. Over yeah. this offseason, the Chiefs maybe maybe with the Tyree kill to your your Miami Dolphins. Yeah, um, Chiefs def- get, definitely took a hit, but they took a hit. But then they signed another receiver. They signed uh, Schuster Smith, right? So it's like mm, it's not that much of a difference, and they still are who they are. They're still a really good football team. Exactly. So you know, hopefully Denver wins. Well, hopefully zero, but you know. Uh, Realistically, 
maybe they only win like eight games, <clears throat> which again would be which again. There's that deep baritone voice would be really helpful for the Seahawks draft picks. So that'd be great. Yeah. In the first and second round. And I think that's that's an important thing because, you know, it's the Seahawks have one first rounder this year two 40 and 41 in the second round. So fairly early in the second round. And if uh, Russell Wilson doesn't do or his, his team doesn't do great. Um, this season, then the Seahawks could conceivably have conceivably have four picks in the first 48 picks of next year, which is the one reason you don't want Denver to do well if you're a Seahawks fan. I mean, you can. I ran into somebody this week and had my Seahawks face mask on because we're still in a pandemic, and they were like, "Oh, it's um, oh, no, Russell Wilson still wearing wearing the Seahawks mask." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I don't, I don't care if they." Go winless. I'm still going to wear the mask. I'm still going to be a fan. I don't care if they don't win any games. It's not a, a Russell Wilson mask. That would be weird. I mean, people are really strange sometimes. It's like they they assume that people are bandwagon fans. It's like, uh, yeah. uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's no. exactly what it is. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, it's exactly what it is. A band. Of course, it's it's weird to say that because it's like at this point you would have been a Seahawks fan for ten years, right? So it's it's kind of weird. But as you yeah. said, you're not a Russell Wilson fan. You're the one who follows the team is not a Russell Wilson fan. They are a Seahawks fan. Right. And you know what? Even if Russell Wilson were to play till he was 45 years old in a Seahawks uniform, the team's still going to be there after Russell Wilson is not. So exactly. this isn't the NBA. This is the NFL and you follow and no Good offense 20. to the NBA model because it works completely for them. Right. 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 It wouldn't work in baseball because baseball has no clue what they're, as what they're, what they are doing anyway. And it wouldn't work in the NFL because the rosters are too big and the NFL and the NBA you have, you know, you have what seven players, decent players in a rotation, right. smaller, smaller rotations. I mean, you can follow individual players. It works better for the model in the, in football you have, at least 22 starters and any of those guys could be good. And in baseball, you have what the rosters are now up to 630 people on the team, right? Because of uh, DH. So it doesn't work. And um, don't even get me started on hockey. That's like the ultimate team sport. Like you literally can't succeed unless you've got several players, but tennis, tennis is such a team sport. So, um, tennis is a team sport. It is. But yeah, I mean, my, my point is that you, you should follow a team. You can still have a favorite player somewhere else. You can you can like Eric Davis and don't be a Dodgers fan right. kind of thing for those. Or who, Eric Davis huh? he <laughs> plays for the Canadians. So, um, but no, I mean, it's so if there are bandwagon fans in the NFL, I think those are few, though, wouldn't you think? It's not like you, oh, I wouldn't like the Dolphins because two is the quarterback and I've always followed Alabama kind of thing. You know, it's they get, kind of get lost in the weeds, right? Yeah, there's not a lot of people like that. I mean, yeah, there there are, of course, people who like they'll they'll attach themselves to a team when the team is having success and when the team inevitably starts falling apart because every team inevitably starts doing that, then they'll jump off. But it's like most people, they're loyal to their to their to the organization and they like yeah. even even coaches change. I mean, otherwise, no one would show up to a Lions game. Jesus. Not, <laughs> not, not to pick on the Lions, but it's like I grew up in Michigan and I was rooting for the Lions as a kid for no discernible reason. And other than... Oh, Jared Goff's got a pretty mouth, right? 
that's about all he's got but uh you know and there are literally millions of fans for bad teams and that's who you root for and you know and it's not because it doesn't have to be because you live there just whatever your reason is so you know yeah not a bandwagon fan and of course like you said you can be a fan of individual players and you follow them and you hope they have success until they play your team but yeah. See, <laughs> the, 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 fun, the funny thing about this whole thing is people saying it's like, oh, they should have kept Russ and they should have gotten rid of Pete and John. It's like you guys are forgetting who are the people. And I said this last week, but very briefly, who handed the keys to Russell Wilson? It's Pete and John. Like these, these are the guys who identified every one of those players that – made this team a huge success why would you not trust them they had one bad year you know it's not like you're following the cleveland spiders right you know i mean come on man it's like this has been an extremely successful franchise like now if they uh don't do a very good job this year and i'm not talking about oh they bounce back and they win 12 games i'm saying if they don't do a good job of laying the structure the foundation for a good next 10-year run. That's what I'm talking about. Then, okay, then you can talk about it. You know, they make some disastrous draft picks. Like, unfortunately, they have had a few of those. But they've also had some good draft picks, too. It's like people keep on forgetting. It's like, this guy, this guy, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, who, who have the Patriots drafted? Yeah, you know, it's just people kind of... And people tend to emphasize the negative. I mean, I used to teach customer service and, you know, there was a survey University of Michigan did. It's like literally every good comment that a company gets, there's 10 bad comments that they get. And for every bad comment that they get, 10 people are unhappy and don't bother to say anything and they don't come back. So literally from their research, one person compliments your company, there's a hundred who aren't happy with you because that's the way people focus. People tend to be negative, which is sad. But, and I guess which is a negative comment right there, isn't it? But they need to focus on the the really good things that this organization has done. And they've done some amazingly smart moves. And they, to me, you just have to trust that they're going to continue that success. Have they made some success? Have they made some slip ups? Yes, we've had maybe a kicker that wasn't the best kicker that they should have drafted. Greg Zerline. <sighs> Greg Zerline, oh my God. Yeah, but you know, it's just, for the most part, this has been a really smart, sharp organization to have they screwed up on occasion, like recently, like not telling Bobby Wagner what's going on, because Bobby Wagner could come back. Yeah, I'm surprised to be honest. Nobody's signed him yet, right? It's kind of right. Maybe and maybe it's because he's his own agent, and he's like, ah, oh, there's probably a bigger deal out there. And and I want to go back to something right. you said as far as you know that we should trust Schneider and Carol, which we should. For transparency's sake, we did used to do this podcast for the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets, and we said the same thing then. <laughs> the, yeah, the. Bobby Wagner's not going to come back to the Seahawks because of the fact that they, whatever was going on, and I'm sure there were distractions for the situation with Russ because it was the same day, but it doesn't matter. I mean, big picture, Bobby Wagner was a more important player than Russ. 
I mean, I'm not saying Russ wasn't important, but the focus of this team was on defense. Yeah, over yeah. the length of Wagner's career, you're right. Yeah, I mean, the last half of their time in Seattle, Wilson was by far the more important player. But over the length of their career, Wagner had more of a say um, on the field as far as wins and losses because he was, you know, ended up being the leader of the defense even when they still had the Legion of Boom because right. he's, yeah. he's that great of a player. And, and, he, and he's, he's not, getting old. But he is. But, but for a linebacker. How you could not bring the guy in and talk to him is just, that's unfathomable. And they well, they, have, I'll be honest. They, 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 they call, I got a call from John Schneider. said, hey, Lee, I know you're not busy right now because, you know, they're asking you not to help people at your own place of business. So can <laughs> you, can you, nobody listens to this show anyway. So can you give, you know, Bobby, he liked to call him Roberto. <laughs> John, such a great sense of humor. Can you call Roberto and say, hey, yo, Mr. Alomar, again, another Johnny joke. And tell him he's not welcome back to this team, and we wish we had never drafted him. And I said, what I'll say is, can I call him <laughs> later? And Johnny was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was all on me. I got that, the call. Yeah. Um, that, that, Johnny that. asked me to do something. Maybe 30% of the time I, I do it. I, I did it. I've done it several times. They said, hey, can you choose this draft pick? I was like, sure. Malik McDowell's our guy. Did that one. Um, they were like, hey. Do you care to what's that? That was a really good call, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. They were like, look, we're looking for a quarterback. Can you just go out and sign somebody? I was like, Matt Flynn's our guy. Um, So I've made some very important uh, moves for the Seahawks over the last uh, 12 years or so. Um, So this one I didn't do. So I guess partly I'm not really even blaming myself. Right. It's not something I actively did. It's actively did not do actively did not do. <laughs> inactively did it or did not do it. Inactively yeah, did it. Is that a anyway? Thing? He ain't gonna be back. I mean, if he comes back, I would be John Schneider. Super, yeah, he's they didn't tell him he was gone. Breaking news on and the Twelve Men Rising podcast. And they said goodbye. So John Schneider yeah. has been fired by Todd. And now Wagner is interviewing with the Ravens. That's the latest thing I've seen. So he's yeah, he's which makes sense. So, he and Rasheen Green are going to end up with the Ravens. And good for Baltimore. No, not good for Baltimore. I don't like Baltimore. Um, I mean, the city's fine, you know, because they got Edgar Allen. It's kind of a mess. It's kind of a mess, right? Even, even I think that's something we, I, I, I don't dislike Baltimore. We've both spent time there, you know, in certain areas. Um, we both spent time there. That's right. <laughs> hey, uh, ten, I did 10 to 12. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, um, you know, this was a great Buccaneers Seahawks game. Can you drop us off in New York City? Oh, okay. Right here, you're gonna drop us off. This looks like fucking Baltimore. So, <laughs> close like enough. That's right. Oh, Bobby White. Yeah, he's the new. Uh, he's the new. Who's the guy that was with uh, the Ravens? The linebacker, the really good one. Ray Lewis. He's he's Ray he's Lewis. Not, yes. He's not going to allegedly be involved in any murders. He's not the new Ray Lewis. Probably and not. I, but on the field, I did say allegedly. Not murders on the field. No. Yes. Yes, indeed. So Murders on the, the Field, by the way, new podcast with Steve <laughs> Martin. <laughs> murders on the Murders only on the field <laughs> with Steve Martin and Peyton Manning. That'd be, that would be lovely. Actually, it might be interesting. It's not a bad idea. That'd be great. Did you see that the Peyton brothers have uh, they've signed on for another season of their Monday Night Football, which is Manning excellent. and Barber? Yes. That'd be 
that actually would be pretty good too. Um, that, would, that would be good. That would be good. Um, which channel is it on? No, I can't keep track of who's changed. Like, Amazon. We, so everybody's channel. gone to Amazon, basically. Okay, okay so point, let right? me let me explain something to you. There aren't channels anymore, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, true. Um, I should it, be offended, it's, but it's actual fact. <laughs> well, yeah, it's Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. They are so. And then, yeah. but didn't Troy Aikman and Joe Buck go to Amazon? I, I literally can't keep track. Everybody's changed. They're, at this point. they're the new Monday Night Football team. And who is that with? ESPN. NBC, uh, ABC, uh, ESPN, I believe, and Paramount ASPN. Channel. Yeah, it's they're on all. Actually, the Paramount Channel actually has games, don't they? I think yeah, I'm making a joke. But I think they do. And Apple TV has a uh, Friday night doubleheader for Major League Baseball now. So Steve Carell is the. It's almost, actually be pretty cool. <laughs> it would be awesome. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it's the sports broadcasting thing is getting so fractured and crazy. It's like. It's it's literally obviously, I mean we're just two goofballs. Clearly that part's accurate, but it really is hard to keep track of who's where and how can you watch this. So yeah. And it's going to be get worse next year, right? When the oh. TV contract really is like who has what? I have no idea. Yeah, it's like kind of kind of trying to keep track of who's going to be starting at quarterback for the Seahawks. Yeah, it'll be it, Drew Locke. It should at this point it will be Drew Locke, and that might not necessarily be bad. You know, here's the thing. Here's here's an article on USA Today because it's an actual source, and unlike like us, and their second choice for they they start off seven people who could be ranking the seven best quarterbacks the Seahawks could start. So they start off. Did Tim Tim write this one? Uh, sure. This? Tim Weaver or Liz Matthews. We've had Tim on the show. Yeah, actually, 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 it is Tim Weaver. Um, so he starts off with Taylor, <laughs> Mr. Washington Commander, which makes actually makes pretty good sense because Carson Wentz will be the starter there, which actually they probably should start Heineke over Wentz. But that's a different story. I don't care what they do. And he's got Gino, but you come all the way down to number two. And number two is painful to say and he's not saying that this should be the person but he is saying cam newton like i would much rather see 17 games of mr Locke than cam newton oh yeah because we we know what cam newton can't do anymore which is basically play football i mean like he says if if he had had enough snaps he would have been the had the worst passer grade in the nfl then he goes on to say he doesn't need to be the superhuman athlete. That's true. He doesn't. He's a great rushing weapon. He's like, do we need a great rushing weapon? No, we need somebody who's accurate, accurate and doesn't turn the ball over, and that's not what Cam Newton is. Yeah, He's like Jameis Winston Light. That's the opposite of Cam Newton. It's like that would be awful. I mean, everybody else on the list I can see happening, but Cam Newton would be a freaking disaster for this team. It is not what they're looking for. I just – I don't get that choice at all uh of course baker mayfield is on the list i'm not going to spoil it but yeah go to seahawks why are usa today and it's an interesting list and interesting bobby reasons. lane is yes. on the list bobby lane would be awesome he does have drew lock on there of course because he should because duh we got the guy 
And how many how many offensive coordinators did he go through in four years? Like seventeen? Okay, it's only three, but still. And I was one of them. <sighs> Apologies. And I, was, and I was another one. So. The yeah. So you know he could definitely blossom. I, I, the the comment I liked the best was you mentioned it last week. Was DK Metcalf came out and said, basically said lighten up. I was like, let's give this guy a chance, and it's like, that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. I'm so. glad you brought up DK because we've seen Tyree Kill go to your Dolphins for too many draft picks. In my in my, oh, my opinion, I, I think that was insane. Yeah, Devontae think, Adams go to the to the Raiders for way too much. The greatness but that is the Raiders. Both those guys got paid right a ton, yeah. and DK is what five years, four years younger than Hill, five years younger than Adams, yep. and and can you know, possibly just as good in the right offense. I mean, he's great anyway, but in the right offense, his numbers are going to slip. They slipped last year because of Wilson being hurt, and right. they just didn't target him enough, to be honest. Even Lockett's numbers weren't uh, DVOA wasn't, or VOA right. wasn't as good. But but Metcalf should start off by saying, I'll take $28 million a year. Should you, I mean, here I'll, I'll preempt what you're going to say because as far as my opinion is, he needs to stay because at some point you got to find quality players and you're not going to find anybody to replace him because you've got other needs, first of all. So you're not going to choose a receiver that high unless you're just an idiot, which, hey, maybe they are. Maybe they will. But and maybe you're going to get back stuff for DK, but he's the kind of guy you build a team around, especially at his age. You don't give him up in hopes of find, finding a replacement for someone you already have at 24 years old. He's, he's a generational still, talent. Yes, like Bobby you Lane. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you don't trade generational talents away. That's insane. I don't care if you get five first round picks for him over the next two or three years. It's like, what are the odds that one of them is going to be as good as him? Pretty damn small. Like really, really, really small. It's like, and you know what you have with this guy, and you know that he's going to continue to develop. You know, like you said, he had an off year last year, and he still had 12 touchdowns. Boy, yeah, that's true. You know, and younger than both of those guys. It's like, yeah, you would get a huge draft haul. And effervescent. I mean, I, I I know that that's not important on the field, but the guy is just so effervescent off the field. And by effervescent, we mean the Old Spice commercials. But it's – or with Charles <laughs> Barkley, right? That was the old spot, I think. Anyway, so, but yeah, it was like I, this guy is not only on the field, extremely talented, but he's also at 24 years old. You keep him in the organization for six years or more. He becomes, if he's not already, the face of the franchise, possibly. And that's the, he seems like a good dude. He seems like a fun dude. This is the kind of guy you need on your team because he's great on the field and off the field, right? That's he's what hard. you build a team around. He's already said he needs to step up and be more of a leader, acknowledging the fact that, yes, you're right, he does. Uh, and football is, I mean, they are in the business to make money. Like, And if you trade this guy away, I don't care what you get for him. Literally, I don't care if you get five first-round picks, seriously, because the odds of odds are you'll get two good players out of that, maybe one great player. He's not going to be as good as DK Metcalf because who in the league has how many wide receivers are as good as Metcalf right now, right now? Like yeah. what 
four or five? I mean, and you How can many? argue production. You already brought up the 12 touchdowns. He had less right. than 1,000 yards receiving. But again, if you put right. him in Green Bay, does he have 1,500 yards? Possibly. It's not out of the realm of possibility, right? Right. Put him on the Rams. I mean, you know, that's that's the thing. It's like he's in. Thanks for bringing that up. That idea. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, sorry. Got to gotta talk about Coop. Someone's been fired. <laughs> Wait. Am I Bobby Wagner in this scenario? Um, so Todd has had to leave the show. I apologize to anybody who had something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you don't trade away a guy like this, not only for on the field, but off the field, like you said. This guy can be the face of the franchise, or at least one. He already is one of the faces of the franchise. And has he made some mistakes of a young player? Yes, he has. But is he? But not, not horrible mistakes. No, not horrible mistakes. Nothing terrible. Not like Tyreek uh, Hill. Nothing embarrassing. Yeah, nothing embarrassing to the franchise or himself or his family. I mean, what's the most egregious thing he's done? What was the thing that he was talking about? Off the about? field or on the field? Off the field. It wasn't like ketchup and sushi or some kind of weird thing he was talking about. Uh, I, I forgot about the sushi thing. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. That should cost him a couple things. million yeah. a year. Yeah. Um, but no. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You don't trade the guy. And does it take $28 million? Maybe. It's like, okay. I th- yeah, I mean, that's the thing. At this point, it, it probably does, right? But and, – and I can see the argument – again, I'm not saying people are idiots for wanting to trade him. I can see the argument because this, he's still under his rookie contract. Next year, it's up. You could either franchise tag him, which at this point is going way up anyway. Make right. the player – if I'm a – if I, I if I'm a player, I don't want to be franchise tag because it's like okay, no, it's, it's like slap in the face. You you couldn't work out a contract with me, so you use the back door to to pay me right. to keep me here. It's it's kind of like indentured servants, which is exactly right. what it is, right? Right. So I mean, you're getting paid a whole lot more in the indentured extremely servants, well paid indentured which, servants, but right still those guys made fifteen dollars an hour, I believe. So um, <laughs> we're talking big money. Big money. But no, I mean, yeah, you keep them in, keep them around for franchise tagging, which is going to cost you a bunch of money, or you extend them, and that's going to cost you a ton of money. But again, he's worth the money. The other, the other side of the argument, of course, is well, we don't want to pay a, a receiver, and I can see that too because a receiver is obviously someone who relies on someone to throw them the ball right it's like they can't concre- create plays themselves necessarily the majority of their plays i mean you can line them up and have them run stuff like that but it doesn't happen very often Cordero patterson but it's it's one of those things <laughs> where it's like if you trade him now then you could get a whole bunch back for him and then rebuild keep rebuilding and, and, and build up that draft capital so i see the argument to it the problem is, is at some point you got to stop and be like no, this is who we need to keep if we're rebuilding and not just rebuild. We, we don't want to start completely over. And they're not exactly. because they've got – they re-signed Quandra Diggs. They've got Jamal Adams, who I think is going to be better in this defense. They've got they've got tons of – I mean, Jordan Brooks is, is good. Trey Brown could be really good. Sidney Jones was pretty good. I mean, the, the Puna Ford's good. The, the defense has some good young parts to it. And yes, the yeah. offense, even though they're, I think they're, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, they're going to try this whole experiment where they don't play with tackles next year. I think they're just going to go with the two guards in the center. That's right. And then, and maybe play a bunch of tight ends. Maybe that's it. Yeah. 
four times. And that, but they've they've the running game. If if Penny, I know we say this every year, but if Penny and Carson stay healthy, they're set. They're going to well, run there's... more, and they're fine. And Drew Locke is could be he could be fine. As you mentioned, he went through seventeen offensive coordinators in four years. Maybe he's fine. The, the thing is, is and there are quarterbacks still out there. Again, that article. Cam Newton. By Mr. Tim Weaver. Well, like I said, there are quarterbacks out there. There's there's also Cam Newton. Um, there, there are quarterbacks out there that wouldn't cost a lot of money. That's why the whole thing about oh we should we should get Watson. Completely aside, completely aside from the off the field stuff. Why the hell would you let? And then yes, I know he's younger than than Mr. Wilson, but why are you trading one huge contract for another huge contract? That makes zero sense. There's no point in that. You're not going to just like, oh, let's get another guy that's going to cost us a ton of money. He's like, no, that's that's why you said goodbye to Russ. Yeah, especially yeah. when it's you. Maybe you got rid of a player who didn't seem to want to be there. Watson never wanted to be there, so it's like, you know, it, it's just what you're saying. You're, there's no reason that you're trading equally, and there's no point to it, except for the age is the only thing. You know, bring in someone who's not making a ton of money right now. And if Cam, just Newton. To complete, Cam Newton, exactly. Cam Newton shouldn't be making a ton of money. I mean, that's for sure. But, you know, there's there are players out there that are n- not making a lot of money who would be reasonably good quarterbacks, who could be excellent quarterbacks if they are throwing to guys like Lockett and Metcalf and have time to develop and hopefully don't have like offensive coordinator, <coughs> offensive coordinator change, changes. <clears throat> every year and just see how they develop. And then next year, quarterback market is looking really good. Maybe you pick up a quarterback this round depends. Who knows what happens once the draft rolls up? I mean, everybody knows it's like, Oh wow. His stock skyrocketed on his pro day. And then something comes up in social media and it's like, Oh, we don't know about this guy. And all of a sudden, like DK Metcalf, which is kind of the opposite with Malik Willis, right? Yeah. I mean, that they're thinking right, it's right. like he, he was like, oh, his pro day, and his pro day came after the virtual thing went viral. But um, he he he's got a he, athletically, he's fairly, he's extremely gifted. There's no argument to that. I mean, just as a human being. But then they had that viral moment at the combine that kind of elevated everything. So he had the the opposite mm-hmm. effect of what you normally do. But yeah. again. The guy's so raw. He played at Liberty. I know he started off at Florida, but he didn't get to play there, and he went to Liberty. Right. So you're going, oh, you know, these defenses you played at Liberty, now we're going to want you to do that in the NFL. And it's like that's just way too much of a jump for that's one person. We don't, right. And there's no guarantee he works out anyway. Exactly. Even, if, Which even is why if they need to wait till 2023 to take a quarterback. Yeah. Or, you know, take him this year, but with the full expectation that he ain't going to be starting. Because he'll need a year, at least sure. a year. It just depends on on. But is that their number one needs? Like, yeah, they need a quarter a quarterback, but they really need a corner. Yeah. At this point, they really need a left tackle. And uh, you've written about it because they release everybody. <laughs> they need they they need to build at the team, and then they can plug the quarterback in. Uh, there's a lot more instances of teams really solid teams with good quarterbacks other than other than that situation of that guy named Brady uh, who constantly took less money so they could have a good team uh, around him 
you got to have a team. That's why you go long snapper at number nine. I've been saying that for three years because I knew this trade was going to happen because Johnny called and he said, hey, we need to get rid of this guy, the short guy. After 2021, I said, you should have never drafted him anyway. You should have gone with Flynn. And uh, he said, you know what? You're probably right at this point. We've only won one Super Bowl. We could have won that with Flynn. I said, yep. And, uh, you know, but like I said, long snapper, just how, how much control they have. First of all, you change everything. You change the offense, every defensive scheme. You have to snap the ball, right? And so even defensively, they're somehow going to snap the ball. It's just going to be game changing. And that guy's going to control the point of every play. That's why. I mean, a lot of people have called me a genius. A lot of people. And, and you know, when I'm asleep um, in my head, a lot of people are calling me geniuses, uh, along with Malkovich, which is weird. I get a lot of Malkovich. So, um, but anyway, I don't know. Are you still here? Did you hang up? <laughs> you hung up on me. Mentally, I hung up on you. Yes. Uh, these people who call you geniuses, are they are they real people? Yeah, no, no. They're in this little oh, brick okay. building sure. that's fairly close to the hospital over here. I don't see them out much, but um, yeah. they, you know, I go in and they help give them their little pills. And they they call me a genius. I know some of those people. Yeah, I am some of those people, actually. I, <laughs> I am some of those people. I am some of those that's people. I'm three of those that's, people. That's what that one I, guy told me. I'm several people. And they I'm all Mark, called me a genius. I am Mark Spector, and my show will start on uh, Disney Plus in four days. Um all jokes aside, you see where John Ryan tweeted out that he he he's happy to be the next quarterback of the Seahawks. I did see that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, I did see that. It's like, yes, please, that would be excellent. Like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh, that that reminds me. So uh, we'll end it with this. John Ryan's passer rating is uh, perfect. I think right all time because he's he, anyway. Like but uh, I have an article coming out today. It, it's Sunday, by the way, if you're listening to this. It's whatever day you're listening to this. The article is coming out. Same article every day. I got lazy. So, but there's, speaking of cornerback, I think Ahmad uh, Sauce Gardner of Cincinnati would be a fantastic pick because he's perfect Pete Carroll, cornerback size, 6'2", yep. 6'3", whatever he measured, uh, 200 pounds, runs a 4-4. Do you know how many touchdowns he allowed in co- in his three years in college at Cincinnati? I believe he didn't allow any. That's right, zero. That's amazing. I, mean, I don't care who you're playing, and they're playing high level because they're good enough to get there, and he's still allowing zero touchdown passes. That's crazy. That's that's uh that's pretty good. That is. That's like Cam Newton-esque almost. No touchdowns. <laughs> that is Cam Newton-esque. <laughs> and and. Yeah, I mean that that is the example of who they might be looking at, or at least Cam Newton. They should be playing. Yeah, at corner. He's big. Awesome. Yeah, he's 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 the prototypical Seahawks corner. (laughs) Two two (laughs) fifty. At this point, he probably runs at a four eight. Um, That's right. I mean, this guy we put him. He was a quarterback his whole NFL career. We tried him out at cornerback. He played fantastically. I mean, every major decision that he needed to make at cornerback that season was a complete failure. But for 98% of the plays, he was good. You do, you know, you do know that Ken Norton Jr. would have put Refrigerated Perry at corner just for one play, just to see what he could do. I can see that, though. Press coverage. I mean, that's the guy you want out there wide, right? Nobody's getting around him. No. Talk about, like, throwing off the timing of the pass. Corner corner slot is like, yeah, he's going to cover the middle. Slot corner slot. <laughs> slot corner. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Nah, he's, not, uh. he's, he's, he's too big slot corner. That's why they got Poon out in slot. So. Yeah. Oh my God. Is it just, just from some of the weird decisions, the defense will be better just from not making those terrible decisions. Yeah, Which is why I think we talked about this last week. I said we were in, in the show. I lied. But talking about last, if I'm Carlos Dunlap, man, I'm just so pissed at C- Seattle. Because yeah. it's like, okay, fine. You, you release me, see if I can make more money. I couldn't. I came back. And then you use me the way you use me. You've hurt my career. Yeah. Like, screw yeah. you guys. Screw yeah. you guys. I'm signing with whoever plays you twice a year. Yeah, they have made some – for an organization that is noted, has been noted, and rightly so, for being player-friendly, and they have been, they've made a couple of really poor decisions. It's like releasing Dunlap after they did it last year to get him to rework the contract, and they do it again. It's like, come on, man. Don't don't screw the guy over, which you did. And that's which is like exactly what they did. Yeah. And then, okay, we get why they released Wagner because of the contract. But to not talk to him? You know, well, again, he, that was he Johnny. Been, he called, and I said, I'll talk to him, and I didn't. Maybe he would have come back and said, okay. Let's talk business, but why would he come back now when you didn't – When you, that's inexcusable. I don't care if their both their homes were on fire. It's like, okay, I'm going to call uh, call 911. Like Mile I, High Stadium? Before I call – yeah. Before I call 911, I got to call Bobby and tell him what's up, and then I'll call 911, and maybe they can catch the fire before it guts my place. <laughs> like, what are you doing? That's just unconscionable. That's well, That's really – that – is the worst off-season move to me. Just the fact that they didn't talk to Wagner. Yeah. That's just because that's you're you're sending out a message to the entire league to all the players. It's like, hey, this is arguably the best player that the best player we ever had, but the best player in franchise history. And we didn't have the freaking courtesy to talk to him before we cut him. Oh, that's the organization I want to come play with. Yeah, exactly. DJ Reese. <laughs> so we'll, we'll end it real fast with this. Just. Uh... Oscars are tonight. Again, this is whatever day you're listening to it. The Oscars happen every day. So um, at least if you haven't listened or knew what happened in the Oscars, we're going to Todd's going to predict it just for the winner. We're not going to go into detail. We're just going to do best picture. Um, I'm going to go with Lamb of God and Megadeth as best picture. Fantastic. With uh, Benedict uh, Cumberbottom. Fantastic. Actually, uh, Power of the Dog, I think, is my prediction. Just because it's based on everything everybody's saying, but it's a fan fine. It's a fan fine film, whatever a fan fine film is. If you haven't watched it, watch it on Netflix. So that that's my prediction. But you probably have better insight because I'm uh, taking all these calls from Schneider asking me to release people, and I'm not doing it, so I don't have time to look. But what about you? I don't. I don't have better insight, but I think Sam Elliott's vote is going to swing it over to Coda. So it's going to be Coda because. Coda. Yeah, because uh, actually I was thinking about that. They won't give it to Power of the Dog because Netflix. Ooh, we can't do that. And I so I thought, oh, they'll go with Coda. It's like, oh wait, that's on Apple TV. Hmm. But <laughs> either one would be absolutely deserving. I, there was a lot of really, really good movies this year. Mm-hmm. So the only thing, the only one that stands out to me that would be a poor choice is Don't Look Up because to me it was kind yeah. of a one. Just, yeah, I agree. I enjoyed it, but it was so it was so overly simplified. It's like I was surprised it got nominated. We, we get it, okay? Yeah. Ha ha. It's like make it 
make it a little more involved and a little more intelligent and make people work to understand what's going on instead of just hit them over the head over exactly yeah you know it was it's fun but it's so anyway if you're if you're listening to this after sunday the best picture winner was moonlight too thanks for listening when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.